It was a Monday morning. I had finished up the weekend duties and I'd gone into the parish office that Monday and picked up a voicemail. And even though it's been 15 or 16 years, I can still clearly hear that woman's voice. Father, I went to confession to you and I have something to say. I thought, oh boy, what I do? <laughs> she said, I don't have to go to Mass. I don't have to go to confession. I don't have to pray. I get to go to Mass. I get to go to confession. I get to pray. I thought, well, something happened in that confession, didn't it? It's a funny notion that I think most of us tend to have, that life would be better freer, maybe more fun, happier, if we didn't have to do what God commands. I'd be happier if I could have just a little more food than what I should, or drink than what I should, or spend a little bit more money on myself than what I should. I remember asking a priest in high school something like, let's say that there was a boy and a girl and they were dating. What's the line that they shouldn't cross? And of course, the underlying assumption was, well, they want to be happy. When do they have to limit their happiness in order to follow God's law in a minimal way in order to get to heaven? And of course, the deathbed conversion is the greatest example of this kind of mixed up way of thinking about things. I mean, that lucky person who had to live his life however he wanted the whole time through avoiding God, and then right before he took his last breath, he confessed his sins and was forgiven. Lucky guy. Now he gets to spend all eternity with the one he spent all his life avoiding. It's kind of strange, isn't it? Something that appears in today's parable, you know those lucky ones who didn't have to work all that long in the vineyard? didn't have to bear the day's burden or the heat, and they still got paid a full day's wage. You know, but isn't working in the Lord's vineyard a good in and of itself? I mean, isn't he goodness and love and beauty itself? How would it make sense to want to be away from that, from mass and prayer and all the other commandments and such? I mean, do you see what I mean? If God isn't good, well, you shouldn't be here or believe in him. If he is good and you believe that, then why would we try to avoid him and his commandments now but hope to be with him in heaven forever? But it's a little bit like the prodigal son's older brother. You know, the one who stayed home, did his father's work and was bitter and resentful when his younger son came back, younger brother came back, oh, if I could have done what he did and still got to share in the household wealth, I would have spent my money on loose women too. It's mixed up, isn't it? We say we want eternal happiness, but we tend to identify happiness with what God actually prohibits. How does that make sense? 
You know, last week we had a Johnson County priest meeting. We have those you know, about every month during the academic year. They're great meetings. I mean, you got to talk about policies, teacher salaries, <laughs> high school subsidies, you know, all those important things. But there was an open forum part, and one of the priests asked the question, you know, what are you guys doing for Eucharistic revival in your parishes this year? And the guy said, some were doing talks and others articles and others additional prayer opportunities. And I was reminded of being in the airport in Pittsburgh this past summer. I was just trying to find a restaurant and somebody called out my name and there was a group from Ascension led by a staff person. They had been at a retreat or something like that. And so we talked for a little bit and then reconnected as we were boarding the plane. And he asked me, so what are you guys doing for Eucharistic Revival? And I said, we're building a church. <laughs> they just stared at me and didn't say a thing. I thought it might have been a little pretentious to say that to the priest. We considered doing a talk, but instead, you know, we decided, oh, we're going to build a church. <laughs> building a church is our work right now in the vineyard. It will inevitably be part of our encounter with the Lord. Now... And when we stand before him at the end, why do you stand here idle all day? Go into my vineyard. And then why did you stand there idle? What you and I have been called to do is work with all the struggles and sacrifices and satisfaction which accompanies it. It's an honor to be chosen by the Lord for this work in his vineyard. The work begins here first, coordinating our heart, our mind, our desires, our wants, our understanding of what happiness is with his. But friends, there are those instances in this life, very rare, like ours, that God says, you are called to something extraordinary. You have been assigned this task in his vineyard. Will you do it? Will you work? And yes, there will come a time when others will join us who will not have borne the day's burden and the heat. And we, with grateful hearts, will say, how blessed are we to have worked with the Lord who is just and generous.